0: Welcome to Purpose and Productivity, a podcast made possible by the SkyPass Group of Companies and SkyLife Success. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Welcome everybody to episode 50 of Purpose and Productivity my how the time flies during this time we have begun a little bit of travel and uh, just yesterday i got a chance to book a bunch of tickets to india and hopefully albania we've got trips pending now to Salt lake city utah las vegas nevada jacksonville florida so the beat is slowly starting to pick up but i love the opportunity to continue these journeys with you. And the beauty of this platform is I can do it from wherever in the world I am. Thank you for joining us on this short journey that we try to take every so often. But more importantly, thank you for your encouragement to continue to give these words of hope and encouragement. This would be Wednesday that we are dealing with this week, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the one we put out on Monday about accommodated versus accepted. Some years ago, I stumbled on a topic on personal branding that I was asked to do for a major organization overseas. And uh, recently they reached out to me and asked if I had revisited the content that I had provided them and whether I could provide some kind of cohesion to what we offered there in terms of a more uh, virtual attribute to it, I guess, or a digital attribute to it. So I thought, why not also endeavor as we are recreating that content to, to have you, my audience, journey along with me as your em- attempting and endeavoring to build your own personal brand. Some of the readings that we are doing this uh, week uh, as part of our daily preparation and uh, part of our habits of the last 25 years uh, deal with this whole concept of what kind of a world are we looking at? Are we looking at a dystopian future that is completely disheveled? that has no hope surrounding it, that there is darkness around? Or do we aspire for a utopian future, which is all fairy tales and unicorns? Or is there some kind of an optic in between that says, I'm going to build my brand to overcome the dystopian nightmare that some are parading around. And uh, I'm not going to hold out for the utopian fantasy that some are praying for so ultimately we have to do something about our work and so i'm going to build this personal branding message in the middle how do we create a personal brand that withstands that dystopian view of the world that whole uh, mad max uh, darkness and fires and constant perpetual darkness and smoldering ash heaps that uh, the media keep parading as they show us images of cities that are on fire And everywhere you look, there is destruction and despair. On on the other side, you have the whole put a flower in your hair and frolic across the landscape and the meadow and uh, try to imagine that all is fluttering birds and, you know, uh, beautiful flowers. Reality dictates that we create a brand somewhere in between that withstands this. The vision of a leader who is attempting to build a brand dictates the tempo. You know, this macro change and the micro change that come about as a result of cultural influences experienced in both organizations and around. Just this morning, in a phone call, someone revealed to me that a major organization up north has decided to ask all their workforce to come back starting September 26th. Now, granted that there are government mandates, but one of the things they found out is that the workload that was initially quite uh, upbeat, the productivity uh, statistics and vitals that individuals were maintaining at a distance because we had arrived in this lockdown and the shutdown was at an all-time high. Many companies I worked with said, hey, you know, we're batting at an 85 to 90 percent clip on the quantitative and we really think this could be the way we go forward. Maybe we will abandon our workspaces and allow people to work from home. But there is something that comes with discipline. There is something that comes with a brand. When you walk into an office, which is the brand of the macro entity that you represent, there is a decorum and a discipline and a kind of directive that forces you to do a certain amount of work. Your output is someone else's input and odds are someone else's output is your input. And you may be seeing both people at the end of that supply chain every day. You relegate that to a virtual world where there is the onus of discipline as individual and you do not know what problems they're going through. And almost all the activity is done either by way of a video call or predominantly by email and text because people are zoomed out. For the pun of it, <laughs> they are literally zoomed out. Uh, we had been zooming in for so long; they just zoomed out. So this corporation suddenly figured out that a large percentage of the workforce was underperforming without supervision. So suddenly, within six months, everything has changed, and the micro influences that are that are surrounding these individuals. You know, we are in an election year in the West and everybody wants to know what the politicians and the people who provide these dictums are up to. So if a press conference breaks at 11 o'clock in the morning and you have the television in the background, odds are you walk away from the work you're supposed to do and engage in that interruption because that interruption actually in some way is a needed interruption for you because it builds the psyche of how you perform because The dictums and the dictates that are made out there will manifest into rules and relationships that will affect you. So in order for an individual to think, act and perform like the top performer that we believe you are, the vision of the individual should include planning and preparation as a precursor. And sometimes these plans are interrupted during the course of the day when all these other extraneous influences begin to convince you that something is either changing or something's not going to change or the mask mandate or whatever it is. So some of the things I want to ask you as questions as we embark on this personal branding voyage, and maybe we'll do multiple missives on this, but today we're just gonna take a rudimentary look at how are you allowing your macro and micro cultural influences around you. Is part of this vision of the world that you have dystopian because of the messages that you're receiving? Is it utopian because you've completely isolated yourself and sheltered yourself? Or is there a reality that tells you that, hey, when things change, I want to be ahead of the curve? You don't ever want to be the leader or you don't want to be the kind of person who says, hey, I wonder where the world is going. I think I need to catch up. That is the true value of a vision. So the question you need to ask yourself in the immediate future is, how has your culture formed around you? And I'm talking about your personal culture, your neighborhood culture, your city culture, your county culture, and maybe your corporate culture. In the last six months, cultures have changed. People's work ethic has changed and the expectations of others' work has changed. Uh, Every now and then you'll run across a YouTube clip where someone comes totally unhinged because they are just tired of it. Uh, And, uh, you know, there's nomenclature now forming around the kind of person who erupts or the kind of person who is very demanding or the kind of person who seemingly just gets upset at what someone else is doing. There are actually proper nouns uh, given to these people now, and they say, stop behaving like a... and there 's a name of a person given there, and the people who actually have that name and was given from birth are now taking offense, saying you know you're sullying the name, and you made it this mockery on memes, etc. So how has culture formed around you in the little suburb of Dallas, Texas, where I live? Uh, we go to a small church, and the culture of that church has shaped around me because we used to go to two services and then we decided that the congregation was not being was quite spread out for camaraderie and comfort we went to one service and that was how we behaved that's how we acted but suddenly we had to go back to two services not because our original mandate changed but the culture around us changed and with social distancing norms and making sure that every row is wiped out and so we decided to go to two services So that doesn't mean that our effectiveness has changed. Culture has forced us to change some of the branding with which we are operating. So this is a very poignant question, and don't take it lightly. In the last six months, your culture around you has changed. Your personal culture has changed. Your familial culture has changed. Your organizational culture has changed. Your reading habits have changed. Uh, What you read has changed. What you watch has changed. And as a result, some of your personal cultural attributes of how you interact have changed. So the next question is, when did you notice that it was time for you to change your personal brand? And this is a present continuous question. Now, the reason I'm asking this question is there will come a time either now or there came a time about three months ago when you made that choice. I know I made the choice to change my personal brand as soon as this thing hit. Because I'm in the advice business, I needed to be at the front pulling. I didn't want to be at the back pushing. I didn't want to try to drag an organization. I didn't want to be able to have to push an entire organization. I wanted to be at the front pulling it. Now, here's something that will happen. The early adapters jumped on earlier, the people who were later adapters came slowly, and some said, hey, we're not with you on this ride. We don't think this is your effective space. As a result, we may cease to do business with you. Whichever way it is, the old adage of you win some, you lose some, and some are rained out still holds true. So the question you need to ask yourself is, when did you notice that it was time for a change to your personal brand? What is that brand going to be? How are you going to emerge? People have redeveloped their websites. I know we did ours. Uh, They've tried to create their social media presence differently. Some people became apolitical during this process. This morning, I saw someone who said, hey, I block anything that is political, so I just don't want to get into that, that's not my space. Some people have become absolutely political. Now, one of the things you need to realize is there's something going on in this world, uh, and we may address this at a different issue, but these are some of the meta messages we are receiving, and some of the algorithms of social media are actually changing the way you perceive your own brand. Uh, Believe it or not, apparently audio is picked up by the conversations you have around your devices. Sometimes I'll be chatting and very quickly, while I'm chatting with someone about something else, very soon an ad very pertinent to what we're chatting about seems to invade the space. Now this is scary and there are movies that have been brought out about this, but the need to change your personal brand is not because algorithms around you are being ma- are being managed and manifested so that people can message you and advertise to you in a more personal way. You need to realize that the artificial intelligence out there, some of it is being used for bad and there is some of it for good. Because at the end of the day, algorithms that are formed to change around us and change brands around us are basically inanimate which means they can they can try to mimic human behavior. They can actually be very creative in substituting human behavior, but an algorithm cannot feel, an algorithm doesn't know. And as a result, some of the algorithms that are conditioning the messages around us that are invading our space are done as a reactionary tool, but without any kind of human element to it. And as a result, people are getting perturbed. So ask yourself, is the AI around you being used for good as you develop or is it being used for bad? So, that your reactionary attributes are actually getting you suspicious, getting you paranoid, or whatever the number of reasons may manifest. Now, this is real stuff, and I don't want to think about it too long because when I realize how much of my data and how much of what my habits are available to a machine and how it can then concoct based on how man programs it to then address me is almost scary because a random thought here or there takes you down a path that there is a point of no return. Now, that's just a moralist cry. me saying that I hope our AI will be used for good and we will end up utopian and not dystopian. A question you need to ask yourself again at this foundational branding is whom do you credit with the platform upon which you will build this new legacy? It's a question I've asked in other seminars too, but in branding, I think it's important. Uh, Early and during this pandemic, I recorded a podcast and I did a couple of videos on the power of three, it was an ode to giants. I talked about the alliterative style I picked up from Adrian Rogers, the teaching style of uh, literary mastery that I picked up from Rabbi Zacharias, and then just the pure depth and commitment of simplicity and adequacy and hope-filled missives that I picked up from Zig Ziglar. All three, of course, are now on the other side of glory and all left their footprint on earth, but definitely left their footprint in my work. And everything I do kind of stems in some way through the thought processes that I uh, managed to engage in uh, with them, through them, and by them. So the question then you need to ask yourself is, when you build this new platform upon which this monument to your legacy going forward, is the legacy is what you leave, but going forward uh, is the brand you will take with you when you arrive in the tomorrow of your life and you look at your brand. uh, One of my friends in uh, the Philippines just decided to start a new ice cream brand. And I saw it was quite fascinating. And the reason I say it's fascinating is because their very brand just had a caricature of the childhood faces of two of the principals who built the brand. So that is the imagery. Now, what they want to obviously establish there is that, you know, we had a legacy growing up, we're proud of the birth, we all of the things that go into it. So personal branding has a lot to do with who will you credit. Um, some brands uh, do not have anything going on with them just for the sake that, you know, they... They resemble a Greek figure of some kind or a mythological god or whatever it is. But on a personal brand, odds are there are people who influence you. There are people who guide you. they are people who goad you. they are people who urge you. they are people who counsel with you. they are people who advise you. Then what personal messaging is causing doubt within as you try to build this brand? because there's always this inner nagging fear. Am I capable of doing it? Uh, If it was easy, someone else would have it. Uh, It's probably so difficult that I'll never get it. Or success is always supposed to elude me. The woe is me self-image. And this goes back to the four primary reasons why people don't set goals. You know, They've never been taught how to set goals. They don't know how to set goals. They've never been sold on goals and they just simply don't know how. So how do you create that uh, overcoming of that personal message that causes doubt? I would encourage you to go back to the original psychological advice I received all those years ago, that the first input into your mind every morning is more powerful than the next five. So whatever you're doing at this season of your life, make sure that the inputs into your mind about change, about possibility, about hope, about encouragement, about acceptance, uh, all stem very early in the morning just when you get up. Don't get the rest of the day upon you with all of its negativity and try to fight yourself through the smoke of all of that debris. Try to look at yourself in resplendent glory when you wake up in the morning and say to yourself, looking in the mirror, a mirror, mirror on the wall. Here I am. What's my call? You know, it's that old poem that uh, is said in many different ways, but about the individual who was looking up for change. And he says he looked up into the heavens and said, Lord of heavens, I am so sorry. I'm so blue. I know that there is a Lord and I know that is true. But of all the things I want to change, of all the things that I hope to change, I struggle with the newness of what is around there. O oh Lord of heaven, O oh Lord of heavens, why am I so blue? And the voice from the heavens came back and simply said, my child, if you want change, don't look at what is blue. My child, if you want change, look within you. My child, if you want change, start with you. So what personal message is causing doubt? Ask yourself that. Then second, uh, the last components are in the corporate sector, if you're trying to change and build a brand, we talk about bench planning and talent management. By the same token, I'll call that skill planning and future skill attitude. What skill arsenal have you added to your uh, repertoire at this stage? Uh, This morning, as I was reading a book, I actually stumbled on some words, and I thought to myself that these words were so big in the sense that they were verbose and they were uh, words that I did not have an idea what they stood for. So I opened a small uh, side digital page and on it, I wrote the word and went and found its meaning. And I'm not kidding you, I went through about two and a half pages of the book and I discovered eight or 10 new words and their meanings. And then I found out the same buddy system. But part of my own bench planning process and talent management process for my own talent and my own bench is this. What new skills am I amassing every day? If the world is going virtual and our playing field is level and our activities are all instantaneous and our interactions are all rapid fire and our response is required at breakneck speed and decisions are being made with relative quickness because everybody is at home and all proposals are arriving at once and work ethic is changing across the horizon i need to make sure that i'm going to arrive in the future not only relevant but equipped and qualified and be someone who's going to pull other people across the line So these are the questions you need to ask yourself at the personal branding foundation level. And uh, in the days ahead, we'll talk about some of the attributes of building your personal brand. If you went to skylifesuccess.com, I think there are some videos or webinars we did in the early days on personal branding. Check that out. Our YouTube channel, uh, my personal channel at Krish Denham and Skylife should also have some of those things. William Jennings Bryan put it this way, destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It is not something to be waited for, but something to be achieved. Let me repeat that and then we'll sign off. Destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It is not something to be waited for, but rather something to be achieved. As you build your brand, don't wait on chance. Take it as upon you to have that choice. Don't wait for something. Achieve it. God bless. That concludes another episode of Purpose and Productivity with Chris Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.